Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Girlish. My name is Gage, and I'm here with my co-host, Olivia. Hey, everyone. It's me. We have so much to catch up on. I, I was just telling you before we started that I have, I have so much energy right now. I, I don't. I just like, <sighs> need to get it all out. <laughs> I woke up this morning, and I just didn't have a voice. I was, because I feed my cats, mm-hmm. and Jordan was like being annoying. I was like, girl, like, leave me alone. I'm literally feeding you. And as I was trying to speak, nothing was coming out. And I was a little confused because I feel perfectly fine today. Um, So that was weird. I drank some tea and now I can speak. So I don't know what that was. I also have wet hair. So I'm really having a weird morning, but it's okay because you have a lot of energy. So there there always has to be some sort of balance. So that makes sense. It's truly a Sunday fun day for me. I'm just, I'm happy because I've have been, so I have had a long week and we'll definitely talk about it, but I'm getting over a cold and like, I'm finally feeling better. So I finally feel like I can like just be a normal human being again, because I don't, I don't know when the last time you've had a cold is, but you've somehow are immunocom, like you're like, I mean, you're like, you're able to like repel any sort of diseases your way. And like, that is just mind blowing to me. Cause if someone just like, like coughs like a hundred feet away from me i'm sick i'm like guaranteed sick yeah i genuinely don't remember the last time i had a cold and russell has been sick he's gotten covid three times and i never (laughs) got it so that's crazy you're truly the ellie of yeah no we always say like there's something going on in my body like in my bloodstream (laughs) i don't know what it is but i'm very special so I was gonna say it was the estrogen, but I no, I'm mm-hmm. I've got COVID. Yeah. So unfortunately that's not what it is. There's something about me. So if there's ever an apocalypse, I <laughs> feel like I'm the genes. person that you probably want to stick with. Actually, no. Because they're trying to kill her and like use her as That's true. So. <laughs> I'm gonna stop saying that. Has your mom gotten it? Both I know of your my dad parents has. have gotten COVID. So everyone around You're me just like, is dropping like flies, but here I yeah. am still standing. So. <laughs> I love Take that. that no, I, I'm, I'm seriously. I feel like I'm always sick, and it sucks because I'm the worst type of sick, where I, I just feel like I have to keep blowing my nose, so my whole face yeah. just gets super like red and like scabby. So it's been rough, yeah. but it's been um, okay. You know, I can't complain because I got sick. Uh, I went to Colombia recently, and that's been like a crazy wild thing that I'm super excited to talk about. Because I've never really been out of the country like that, but um, yeah, it was it was a good time, and uh, there's so much fun stuff that I can talk about. But how have you been? What what's been going on? What's new? How's life? Life is like whatever. Um, <laughs> I've just been working, you know, just being a normal adult. I feel like the last month as a 29 year old, I've just been like reevaluating things. And by reevaluating things, I mean like panicking, like realizing that I'm almost 30 and I feel like I need to start getting my shit together more. I feel like I'm doing okay, genuinely, but also I, I don't know. I just like want a house and I want all of these stereotypical things that come with being an adult, but I'm just going at my own pace and I'm trying to keep that in my mind instead of like panicking about things, which has been kind of hard. But yeah, I'm just trying to tell myself that I'm actually doing okay. Like I'm not, things could be so much worse in a lot of of different aspects. So I'm fine. And my parents are coming next week. And for their belated birthday gift for me and Russell, we're going to Universal Studios first with the VIP pass, which I've never done before. And then we're also going to Disneyland the next day. So we're doing like the stereotypical LA, like tourist attraction sites, which I'm kind of excited for because I've lived here for like five years, but it's always fun to do those silly things like theme parks and stuff. So I'm excited for that. Theme parks are a fun time. I was telling you right before... (laughs) We got on that you have to buy a wand. You have to buy it on like behalf of girlish. Like mm. you just you need you need, I can just just need to like you know what I mean? a little magic in your life. There you go. <laughs> oh my god. 
No, but it's it's the it's the what is it? It's the symbolism of it all. It's like reclaiming the 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 powers, the magic. I see that honestly. Maybe I should. Mm-hmm. We should get matching uh, Harry Potter tattoos. <laughs> when I see people with Harry Potter tattoos, have you seen them? Like, just I've seen people walk around with Harry Potter tattoos, and I'm like, that's on you. You know, Carmen from Love Island. <laughs> like that was a, that was a. She does a Harry no, Potter she tattoo. doesn't. It's a lightning bolt. Oh my god. I you know what I love that for her. Speaking of Love Island, our newest yeah, actually not our newest obsession. We've been watching it. Actually, we watched it the last season, like at the same time, mm-hmm. and we would just like talk about it every single day because it comes on almost every day of the week. So, yeah. I remember we started off playing the app and talking about the app on Girlish, and then I had never watched any of the UK seasons, but. It's wild that it's been a year since like creator day and doing all that stuff with girlish like over a year ago because it feels like yesterday but yeah. that's whenever we started watching the us love island and honestly i don't know why i'm like hesitant on starting the uk version but um the us one i don't it just seems like it just came comes at the right time like it's it's actively live and i think right now there's not really much content for emily and i to watch so it just feels like it's at the right time and then you're watching it, so it's, like, nice to talk about it with you. So I know that I just need to, like, watch the older seasons, but there's just something fun about, like, having it now. So I'm really enjoying it. It's, like, really a good time. Yeah, the UK I'm seasons getting... are much better, but um, yeah, it's just, that. like, it's the convenient thing. Like, it it comes out. You don't have to, like, search the internet to find the newest episode. It's just more convenient to watch it. Yeah, I've heard that. It, I've heard that the United States one's more raunchy. Is that true? Mm, I don't think so. I feel like maybe they speak in a more like forward way that's more sexual, but they're both pretty like like if they like each other. Also, my screen is black. <laughs> I can still hear you, but I can't see anything. And I, I've been trying to just pretend like I'm looking in the camera, like normal but i don't know what to look at so that's okay like i can i can keep going i just if you can see me and i'm looking off into space or i'm look like i'm confused it's because i literally can't see anything no we see you babes we love it thank you i also can't look at myself and that's really bothering me it's like i don't know what i look like you just gotta pull your phone up and just put your phone facing (laughs) camera on yeah that's probably what i would do I literally am not looking at you either right now, though. I have my I have my my um, photo booth of, over your face. No offense, love you, but hey, now I can see myself again. I have to see myself when I'm talking. Like, it's just what I need to do. I feel that. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, we can continue. <laughs> see, like I said, it's today is not my day, so that's fine. Yeah, I I understand that. It's um. It's a Sunday. It's just, like, supposed to be chill. That is weird that you woke up with a sore throat, though, and, like, weren't feeling that well. Because I'm, like, you you said you're, like, I'm Ariel. I'm truly No, I literally was Ariel. It was my apple cinnamon tea that really (laughs) brought me back to life. You know what? I love that for you. (laughs) Are you – can you – I can't drink tea. I've, like, I've always tried, and and it's just, like – I like I take two sips and then I can't drink the rest. I try. It's really the taste is like not my favorite. I mean, it's not horrible. Mm-hmm. Same with coffee. Like I feel like I prefer the taste of coffee more. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I just don't drink drinks like that, like beverages. Like I don't even drink energy drinks. I'm just I drink water and juice like a 5-year-old. Like I can't <laughs> drink coffee or tea, really. Unless it's in, like, boba or What's something. The... Oh, I love boba. What's the tea that you always drink or the juice that you always drink that you talk about? Um. Well, What am I thinking of? Russell always has, like, the Arnold Palmer jug. It's, like, half lemonade, half tea, oh, yeah. but, like, zero sugar because he's healthy. Um, And then I, I've been obsessed with Mio and, like, Crystal Light. So, like, I'll drink water. But I have, you know, those little capsules of like flavorings and stuff. I'm like yeah. a little barista. I squirt a little bit of strawberry <laughs> lemonade, a little bit of blue raspberry, and you can just make your own drink. And also, if you're like 
out drinking alcohol, just a little squirt, squirt, tastes so much better. Have you seen the TikTokers of like those like older women <laughs> that are like selling those giant jugs? I was that just they, like, about to down? say, I just got onto water TikTok like two days ago. And there's this woman, full adult with children and a husband. And she makes like, like this size of water. Girl, it, there's three drops of water in it. The rest is like flavoring. And that to me is a little excessive. Because at that point, yeah, go drink a Kool-Aid or something, babe. Like, it's not water. <laughs> it's not water. Right. The fact that it's called Water Talk. I, I watched like a water sommelier on TikTok. I don't know if you, he's ever come across your TikTok. He like has a funny accent. Is he like serious? Um, or is it like satire? Yeah. No, it's like he's like serious where he like reviews like water and tells you what like the best water is. And so I, I watch it. Because I'm very interested yeah. and I've gotten very snooty with oh. the types of bottled water I buy. Mm. So I'm very like particular. Like it has to be like from like a natural spring source or like like purified water or Stop. pH water, any of that. Like those are all just like marketing tactics. It's like the only ones that are actually like good for you or evidently like the spring ones. So are people right I know a for lot of people like Dasani? Like, Is that like a, a thing? Like Dasani's supposed to say? Yes, because. Um, because Dasani is like a, it's pretty much like tap water that's like purified. So it's not like anything like special. I could be wrong, but that's what like I think I've interpreted it as. I know there's like a lot of fancy waters that like say like, oh, the pH is like this. But it doesn't matter what pH water is because as soon as it hits your stomach, it like it neutralizes because your stomach has like, it's just naturally going to neutralize anything that gets good in mm-hmm. it. So all of that, it just, the only thing that's like good and has like natural minerals or like spring water or like a Fiji or something like I that. I love Fiji. Something I know. Something about the so, bottle, it, it just, it's nice. It's like a big block in your I, hand. Uh, the Evian water bottle with like the nipple, like the the lid, you know what I'm talking yeah. about? I do. It has like the, <laughs> it's like the best one. Just drink a cold ass water out of the little sippy cup thing. Like, like a baby, the little sippy honestly. lid. Love. like truly it heals you but yeah i'm obsessed with that um so water tiktok is is fun i the i just always laugh at like the big jugs and them just like squirting it and i think it's like an mlm i feel like it has <laughs> to be because the amount of like white blonde haired older women like who are obsessed with this i'm like there's an there's something pyramid about this the woman that i saw the funny thing about her is that she has like a jug but she mixes the water and the flavoring in water bottles. So like she'll put the flavoring in a full water bottle, shake it up, and then pour the water bottle into her jug. And that's not good for the environment, girl. Because she uses like five water bottles every – like just go to get a water dispenser. I don't know. Like that just seems kind of counterproductive to me. I need you to send me them when you're, whenever you yeah, see them. I, I don't really want it to become a thing. Like I'm not trying to interact with it. I, I don't want to share it. I don't want to <laughs> like it. I don't want to comment. I don't want to spend too much time on it because I will not have it take over my TikTok. I hate when that happens. I feel like um, I used like a TikTok the other day, like a TikTok filter. And I was just kind of seeing it. Um, it was just like a funny one. And I ended up posting it. It was with me and Emily. And then my entire feed are just people using filters, like the like the interactive filters. And, like, I can't get away from them. So, like, literally anything you feed it just a little bit, it like, you'll, you'll get it. Like, yeah. I have been, like, interacting a lot with this, like, woman who thinks she's a vampire. <laughs> I remember. And, like, I that. keep getting her stuff on my – and, like, her, like, running is so funny. But, like, it's just, like, a good time. I honestly – it's, like, that's the For You page I want. Yeah. You want, like, kind of weird people, <laughs> but, like, entertaining in a way. Like, Kind of like, what the fuck? Yeah. But not anything that repulses you. I This morning, I got something that was like nature pictures of like animals dying. Like one of them was a tiger with a monkey in its mouth. And the baby of the monkey was holding on to the mother as it was getting eaten by a tiger. Does that not sound traumatic? So like who does up. that? Yeah. Like why would you want that? Why? 
I'm sure all the comments were like, well, this room. No, my the day. comments were literally like, I just opened the app like five seconds ago. Like, why did you do that to me? Yeah, that's so funny. Like, at least put a trigger warning. Make it a swipeable post, like something, girl. Like, not right away. That's really, that's, yeah. I, I would be that's so diabolical. upset. I would be like, yep, I'm deleting this app. Yeah. Absolutely deleting the app. Speaking of TikTok, I got a, I don't know if, if I've showed you, but. I posted that TikTok of Lemon playing the guitar and it got like 50,000 views. As it should, because she is a talented artist. It was, I know, right? I was very shocked by it. I was like, oh, I can make this like a little series, Wait, but for some context. That's so cute. Yeah, for some for some context, I, um, Lemon is my, my new puppy. And so every time like, um, I try to teach her like, you know, obedient tricks. So like sit, come. I don't like any of the like extra like rollover. I just think it's like performative for the animal to do. And like, I just, I need her to hone down how to sit. I need her to hone down how to come when I tell her to come. But there's, if there's one thing I want that's like performative in any ways, I want her to like play my guitar. So I like just really easily, she picked it up so quick. I taught her how to strum my guitar. So I'm like, I posted a video of me doing it like for the first time and her actually understanding what I'm asking. And like, it got like a lot of, of views on it and I was very surprised, but it's really cute though. So if you guys are interested, you can find my TikTok. It's so funny but, how um, she does yeah, it twice so every single time. That's what like really threw me off because I've been trying to do that again with her. And like now she just gets both of her paws and just scratches at the guitar and it's still pretty, but like, the fact that she did it twice for each time, I was like, that was like the perfect moment to like catch because I haven't been able to get her to do it again. I'm obsessed with that. I'm trying to do Wonderwall next because it's such a, a fun. She has scratched up my guitar pretty badly. Um, so I've been using a new one that I just bought from Columbia. I was going to say, the only thing is I feel like it might maybe damage it a little bit, but it's cute, so... It's, it's worth it's, it. Honestly, yeah, it's it's worth it. I got um I got a guitar from Columbia when I went there, and it has like this varnish on it, so it's like very shiny. So it's been able to like avoid the scratches because it has that like little like waxiness over it. So this one hasn't got scratched, but I tried it with another one that I have back there, and like it, it she like scratched the hell out of it. So I'm like I can't mm -hmm. do that. But um yeah, it's it's really cute and um. I'm I'm very very happy with like how sweet she's being. She's we had to leave her for a week when we went to Colombia, and I I don't know how you feel whenever you leave your animals, but it's like devastating. I like cried because like she's so new. Yeah. And so I was like, I was really worried she was gonna forget who I was. Especially at the end of the trip, like if it's like a week and you're on day five or six, you're like okay. It's been fun, but I'm ready to go back to see my children now. Yeah. And the whole travel day when you have to go back, it's like that entire day. You're just like, I need to be home. Mm. Like, I just want to be with my, my animals. Yeah. I will say she remembered us. She, like, worked back into our routine very easily. It wasn't like our friends watched her, so it was, it was nice. The only thing is that she, now she doesn't pee outside. She won't go outside and pee. And, like, we'll take her. We'll walk with her for, like, hours. And then she, the moment she comes in, she'll pee on her pad. And, like, it's just so infuriating because we're trying to teach her. So I had to buy, like, fake grass. Or the, it's real grass, but it's, like, it's like $40 for just one patch. And you're supposed to change it out, like, every two weeks. But I just bought one just to see if she can actually pee on that. So then I can try and, like, convince her to, like, pee on grass. But... It's, so, it's like truly like having a baby in potty training. It's yeah. like really stressful. Having a dog especially is literally like having a baby. She said, that's what you get for not taking me to Colombia. I know, right? Do y'all want a dog? Um, Yeah, but like now it doesn't make a lot of sense to have two cats and a dog in an apartment. Like if we go to house, maybe. But. We just ended up getting cats instead to fill our void of not having a dog. But now I feel like I'm a cat person instead of a dog person. So mm -hmm. my want for a dog is now less than before because I love cats. I want a Maine Coon. 
That's what I want. My um, Emily's sister has a, I think it's a Maine Coon. Um, she adopted like a, a an abused older Maine Coon, and like it was, it's so cute though. They're very big. Yeah, that's why I, I, like, I was, big, I was fat cat. like not fat, but like just a and it's so like fluffy, a big yeah. cat. Yeah. It would beat the shit out of Nike. <laughs> no, literally. It would, or, or, no, Jordan. Jordan. It would literally be so over Jordan's shit. Actually, I think Jordan would, would be able to put up with it. Nike would probably not be able to. Because he's like the more submissive one. She She's the queen of this house. Genuinely. Over okay. everybody. Like, she's at the top of the pyramid. And I'm like a little under her. I'd like to think so. I feel like every, everyone with two cats has the one that's crazy and the one that's just like overly anxious. I feel like that's like the duality of having yeah. two I cats. I feel like it's usually the girl that's the crazy one. <laughs> I See, I think I would, well, I guess Fig is very like dominant. She's very, she's very shy. I would say like Nike. I think um, Tabby's are very more like timid but um, but she's definitely like the ruler of the house. Even though Lemon tries to be like Fig beats the shit out of her, so yeah. But I love my kitty. Um, I want I want another cat, but like obviously like it's gonna be too much. Yeah. Plus Fig is already, she hates Lemon. They haven't her. like started their friendly friendship yet. No, oh. no, absolutely not. Lemon just barks at her because she knows that she can't go near her because if she does, then Fig will hit her. Um, so it's so sad. I mean, she she doesn't have it as much anymore, but when Lemon was a puppy, like or like smaller, um, she had scratches just all over her legs and her back because Fig would just get her. And so now that she, she knows not to get near, but now she just barks because she wants to go to her. I'm back. I can see. I can see. Just so <gasps> period. I'm back. That was so weird. I was like, I felt like I was blind for a second. Like I didn't know what to do. <laughs> but I'm here. I love that. But yeah, I'm happy you turned on. Same. I think that people want to hear you talk about your trip to Colombia and you being an international queen. Yeah. So. Uh, I'm, it was, I'm, so I, like I said, I've never been out of the country before and it was a super fun time. Um, before I went to Colombia, I do want to say, you know, I feel like I'm very privileged and I think I've been transitioning for a long time. I don't necessarily think I don't pass or I, I don't think that I don't pass. Like I'm, I feel very comfortable. I'd say like, I feel presentable. I feel like I can get by. No one's going to really question my gender. I feel very grateful for that. Um, I've had a long, you know, journey with everything, voice training, just existing. So I, I feel comfortable with myself. Still very scared though, because everyone's saying like, you know, this is more of a conservative country. You know, everyone has like this, everyone always talks about Colombia, like it's super dangerous. So I was really kind of worried going into it. Um, and we went to, uh, we went to Medellin. Um, and uh, so I think that's, the capital, I don't think, let me say Colombia. No, forgot that was the capital. But uh, we went to Medellin, home of Carol G. And um, I was going to say Shakira, not Shakira. Um, who's the other, whatever, it doesn't matter. But um, yeah, there's a lot of like bachata, like, not bachata. <laughs> I think it's the reggaeton that comes out of there. Fuck. Okay. Um, anyways, we, we went because Emily company, um, is doing like a South America tour. So they're bringing like their employees cause they're all remote. They're bringing their employees a chance to get together in a foreign country to work together and also visit all these cool places. And, um, I decided to hop on cause it's like a free hotel. Um, but also I just thought it'd be nice to explore the city. I thought I was going to have more time with Emily but we ended, she was so busy with work and having to do a lot of stuff. And I wasn't invited to any of it. So um, we only got, you know, a few times, like really late at night to hang out. So I was pretty much exploring the city by myself. So it was very terrifying because everyone's talking about how scary, like, Colombia is supposed to be. It's supposed to be, like, very dangerous and all this stuff. So I was very worried, like, going into um, going into this foreign country 
and my Spanish is very mediocre. I, I can understand a lot of it, but I was honestly very surprised with myself how patient people were. Everyone there was like really like they they wanted to work with you. They they were very excited to to be able to. I don't. I'm also like I was able to communicate. I think pretty effectively. So um, I think for that for that part. Um, the language barrier was, it was really fun to navigate because I was able to like push myself because when you're talking with people, like you have to be confident. And I feel like I lack a lot of that confidence when I try and speak Spanish, like my family or, you know, just like in public settings. But when you're in like this foreign country, it's, it's frowned upon if you don't try and speak the language. So I was able to like really embrace what I grew up like learning um, so I had a lot of fun with the Spanish there, but traveling by yourself is wild. It's like, I wouldn't recommend it. I had fun because I was able to like, look at all the beautiful views and sights and it was really nice. Um, but I, I didn't really do as much as I would like, like I didn't do any of the touristy stuff just because I was scared of being by myself because everyone kept saying like, it's so dangerous. It's so dangerous. But every time I would hop into an Uber and I would communicate and talk with the people and it was really friendly. Everyone's really nice. I got the exact opposite vibes. I was like, everyone's just like demonizing this country. And I, and I don't know why, because I'm going to the hotel at night and I'm talking with a group of people and they're like, this hotel or like this area is so dangerous. You can't go anywhere at night. And I, you know, I think that's true. But I think if you're like understanding of being aware of your surroundings, I think for the most part, you should be safe. Because in America, you go to the movie theaters, you're shot up. You go to school, you're shot up. So I don't really, I, to me, I felt very confused because I was seeing a whole different Colombia than what everyone was present presenting. But I will say the country was like really beautiful. Um, the city was, you had to like go down the hill or like go down mountains. And essentially, the city essentially lives in between like a mount, mountains and just so nice. I like couldn't recommend it more. I know there's like a huge like poverty issue um, in the country. And so I think that's where a lot of fear of, of danger comes in. But I traveled by myself. I got into Ubers. Um, I did, uh, I went to like a mall. I bought a guitar. I was, I was like truly a traveler and I pushed myself and I was able to kind of go out on my own and I felt very safe and it was a really good time. I had a had a, a nice, nice, fun journey. And the hotel we stayed at was really beautiful. So even when I decided to just have a chill day and stay at a hotel, I had a really fun time. So I was there for like five days and um, it was, it was, yeah, it was fun. I liked that. I feel like people, especially Americans, have a tendency to like think any foreign country is dangerous unless you're staying in like a five-star resort, which is kind of annoying because- in theory, like every, anywhere is dangerous. Like you could live literally anywhere in the world and have potential to get shot. I mean, we live in the country that people get shot up in the most. However, you say you want to go to another country and they're like, oh my God, be, be careful. Like you're going to get kidnapped and human trafficked. I also think we have like this complex to think that because we're from America, like everyone wants to kill us or like we're so valuable that we are about to be in a taken movie and someone's going to have to come rescue us. Like, <laughs> I feel like that's just something that everyone says. Like, even when I said I wanted to go back to the Philippines, like people were like, oh my God, like watch out. It's, it's like not the most developed country. And I'm like, obviously like, that's not why I'm going. Like, like, are you stupid? Like, that's not the point of traveling is to like, go to the nicest places it's to experience other parts of the world like that's kind of the point so i don't know why people are like that it sounds like and it looked like I everything don't... was like so pretty and so fun there um yeah that was i think that was the worst part was having so many people in my ear telling me how dangerous this country was with these like beautiful views this beautiful city the beautiful history beautiful people and I really just think it's like the, I'm going to get political a little bit, but there's like this Western imperialist viewpoint on, on like countries that they don't view as like fully developed or if they are fully developed, just like countries that have brown people in it. Basically. It's like, there's always like issues with, they say it's issues with drugs, issues with 
crime, human trafficking. And like you said, it's like you, I think we try and think we're like this special, like, like foreigner that people want to like take when like, that's really just not like these people, like this, this is their home. They're going to work, they're living, they're existing. Like just the way that you exist back at your home. And I don't know. It just, so I feel like I was hindered by that a little bit, but I like everything. Everyone was so, even when I bought my guitar, every interaction I had, like, I was like so kind. And, um, I found like a really, really cool places. I kept fucking getting acai bowls because they fucking hit. I was about to say, every time you sent me a picture of that, I wanted to like reach (laughs) through the screen and grab it. Like that is my ideal breakfast. It's an acai bowl. Nothing is more perfect than that, genuinely. So I had never had an acai before, acai bowl before Colombia. Like I, I knew what they would taste like, so that's why I never got one. But whenever I went to the cafe by myself, I was just kind of sitting there, and I was like, you know what? I'm I I just want to have my coffee and my acai bowl, and the bitch brings it out, and it's like it's I feel like I'm in a like a. A five-star restaurant the way that it's like plated it was like so pretty and like it was just a hole in the wall cafe like I was literally sitting down like like and I was like outside it was like outside inside hole in the wall and it was the best like thing I've ever tasted in my life like genuinely so good and I felt bad because it was such a big bowl and I couldn't finish it but like so good I went two days in a row and then the third day it was the last day that we were there. Um, so we went to another cafe and I just got another acai bowl because I just really in- enjoyed it. So, um, and the coffee there is really great because it's like the coffee capital. And so I, I bought some coffee home and yeah, I thought it was just really nice. And I, I sent you pictures and stuff. Just the view of everything was just like, I felt very happy being there and I felt like I really needed it because you know, I was recently fired um, or laid off, I guess is the, the better way to phrase that. But I was recently laid off and I've, you know, been applying to jobs and I've been so upset. I've been feeling so stagnant here at home. And honestly, I was, I felt like I was going crazy, just how stressed I was. So I'm, I was happy that before I got fired, I bought these plane tickets and I was able to go to Columbia and experience this. So that was really nice. Yeah, I'm happy you got to go. I know you haven't like been out of the country like that, so I thought it was fun to watch you do that because I got to go on my cruise mm-hmm. earlier this year. So we're both international girls at this point. And I love that. It's so crazy. <laughs> I, we're just like we're just so fancy. Yeah. Um, just jet setters, really. How do you? I I mean Canada doesn't count as out of the country because I'm sorry, is- just because they say bathroom differently. <laughs> Just because they say washroom instead of bathroom does not mean it's a different country. And they say soda pop instead of like... It's fucking weird. But yeah, yeah, Canada's Um, nice. But it does like... I I feel like Canada more so than Mexico doesn't feel like that different from here. Like Yeah. We were living in Olympia and we drove to Vancouver. And it's so it's just like a two hour drive. It's like there's not gonna be a cultural shift from like there. Yeah, it's very similar. I I don't really count it. The Pacific Northwest city. It's like if you aren't paying attention, it feels like you're just in the United States kind of until someone speaks and then you're like, Oh, why are they talking like that? (laughs) Just like a little off. It's just uncanny. What's going on with their like the way that they're speaking? I'm confused. (laughs) Yeah, but I no, I I really like. I it made me realize how much I want to speak like my the mother language because you know growing up my family could all speak it and just because I was the youngest sibling I just kind of was handed the shit card because at that point my older siblings all knew English and so they were only speaking that um, at school and then at home and then my whole family got like, super Americanized so I like I regret like my family or I'm like. I'm very resentful that my family didn't teach that to me growing up. So being able to like work through it though, I could really like taking lessons like on Duolingo is not going to be enough. I feel like you really have to live and experience other people speaking in order to really get the language. And so that, that really helped a lot. I mean, 
on the for like days after being home, I felt like that crazy foreigner that like comes back with an accent because I just kept trying, like I just kept going into Spanish because I was really tr- throughout that whole trip, I was really trying to like get used to it. And, and like really quickly, I was able to kind of pick up things. So I was like the way that I was talking when I came back was like very different just because I was really trying to incorporate like Spanish more. And I want that really bad. So I'm, I'm, I'm thinking when I get a job, I'm going to actually get like Spanish lessons from like a tutor. I feel like the biggest flex that you can have is being bilingual because we're watching, I agree. we're watching the show called love after divorce on Netflix it's like a Korean dating show. Um, so they're, they're like all Korean, but they live in the United States. So they speak Korean and English. But there's this one girl that was born in Paraguay. And she her first language is Spanish, but like she's Korean. So she also speaks Korean. And then she lives in the United States. So she also speaks English. So like, just like people that have that type of worldly experience of like living in another country and then being able to speak three different languages. I think that is the coolest thing ever. And I am so jealous that you could just like pop to different parts of the world and speak to these people. And like, everyone's like confused because like, who is it going to expect a little Korean girl to know Spanish fluently? Like that's so cool to me. Yeah, I've seen TikToks of it. There's this Asian girl that lives, I think, in Mexico, and like she'll she'll like she'll just like transition from English to Spanish to her her mother language. But I'm like, it's just wild because it's like, how are you? What is happening? And right like now? their like accents to, and their the way that they speak is like perfect. Yes, it's wild. Like you wouldn't even know that they're like you know, what, what their like original language is yeah. or whatever. So that is crazy. I'm jealous of them. I, but I love it though. I, I think that's just the coolest thing. Yeah. Cause like even some you, so you words were- don't really have a translation. So like if you're talking, if you're speaking Korean and you're saying like an American word, even when you say that American word, there's like an accent, right? And like, mm-hmm. they know all of that. Like they know all of the different accents for the, all the different languages. And I think that's, insane that you can like so easily switch back and forth between them because like if you say burger in english and then you try and say burger like if you're speaking korean it sounds different but like you take it that into it like i don't know how that my brain can't do that i that's just so cool to me i was um i was in an uber in colombia and the uber was like do you speak spanish and i told them the same spiel. I go, you know, a little bit. And I was telling him that like my parents are from uh, Mexico, and he was like, oh. And then he started going. He was like, orale way. And he was like making a joke, and that was so funny. And I think that's like was a perfect representation of like the people in Colombia. They seemed they were just kind, funny, and just willing to really um, make you feel welcomed. So I had a good time. The one thing is Ubers are illegal there, so you have to sit in the front seat. So that's really weird. Um, and the doors there and the car doors are really light compared to American car doors. So American, like people from America always slam the door. And so they always tell the, the people in the Ubers, can you please close my door softly? And that was one thing that like I had to like adjust because you don't, you wouldn't think that you're slamming the door. But um, yeah, you you can feel how light the door is and they would get really upset. Um, but yeah, the whole country was great. I had a good time. So I recommend if anyone has the opportunity to leave the country to definitely do it, just to experience something else. Yeah. If we have any listeners in Colombia, say hi. <laughs> I know. I, I was so good. I, I really missed it. Um, I had a fun time. It made me like not have to think about a lot of stressful stuff going on. I think living in Florida can be scary. And we've talked about a lot of these laws that are being passed that's like impacting our community. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of scary to see the things that are happening there. I remember you showed me something recently of like teachers, like you can't, like if you're a trans or non-binary or gender non-conforming teacher, you literally have to put like your birth sex 
Like if you identify as a woman, you have to be Mr. If you're trans, like I would have to be Mr. Adkins if I was a teacher. That's fucking great. And it's because I'm getting my degree, my master's in education. So I've been thinking about possibly like getting a teacher certification and maybe doing like remote sort of teaching because I'm, I'm essentially there. I just have to get a certification, but like, I can't even do that. If I'm like in Florida, like it's just the idea of me being a Mr. Anything after living as me for like, I feel like my entire adulthood, my entire life, it feels at this point, I'm so dis disconnected with any other version of me that like it just is it's so unfathomable like to, the idea of someone calling me something else because it's like legally mandated is so fucked up and i just i think that is wild that like florida did that and it it almost seems like a fever dream like it can't be real but and, like these are laws like you can't pee, i can't go to the restroom anymore or I could literally spend like I think you can be fined up to like a year in jail for um for peeing like in the in certain restrooms and like federal or like state level like restrooms like airports, um federal or like state buildings, um, colleges, um, rest areas, things like that that's owned by like the state, you can't go into. So it's stressful when i'm driving back to my parents house yeah like that's the craziest thing to me it's just like and that's so like confusing in a lot of ways to like politically it's not even popular either it's just like it's the psychotic governor that like is just i don't understand it he thinks this a winning argument but like he's like dying in the polls like it doesn't make any sense at all i know so just other than they hate us for no reason. Yeah. But I think it's just annoying to me that we, a lot of people think that they don't really come into contact with trans people or like they've never seen one in their entire life. And the only instance that they have seen is like something fake or like an exaggerated version of like what a trans person is. So it's like, you've been dealing with, us for so long you've probably met some walked past a few shared a bathroom with one at some point and didn't even know but like this is the problem it's a problem now like now you can't go into the bathroom or you have to like be a mister if you don't identify as a mister it's like what exactly is that doing like making a trans teacher use like a title or a pronoun that they don't identify with anymore. What exactly does that do for society? Like in what way are you helping children call what they probably see as a woman, a man? Like what, what good is that doing for them? I don't know what the benefit is. You're also muted. Oh, sorry. It has to, it has to happen at least yeah. once. Enough of that. But I no, I agree. I don't know what the I don't know what the purpose is, other than it's just like purely out of hate, out of spite, um, and I, I it's just really unfortunate because I've been telling Emily this that like I don't really ever since we've moved back, it just has felt like a series of just like really unfortunate things to just happen in our lives that I'm like this is my home. Like we've I've lived here for so long, the majority of my life, and the fact that like. You know, these people are trying to take away my home, make my home unsafe for me. Like, it just leads down so many scary roads. Like, you put this mentality out. These aren't these aren't just bills. Like, you're putting out, like, dogma. You're putting out propaganda. You're making it, you're demonizing us by saying, why, like, why aren't we allowed in certain restrooms? You're characterizing us as, like, something scary. And in turn, that becomes scary things that happen and like it has real life consequences i have a friend who was like at a grocery store and was being harassed by some man for being like part of the lgbt community like like what the fuck kind of shit is that or like people this is gonna like lead to like people being like harmed or killed i know jacksonville it's like an hour and a half from me is like a murder capital for trans people like it's truly like awful stuff that's happening so it's why i feel so personal and it's why, like, I definitely want to 
I want to do everything that I can to make sure that like, you know, we have our rights, you know, safe because it's, it's more than, it's just, it's so heavy and um, it's really frustrating for sure. Yeah. I feel like it's hard to kind of balance what is best for you, like mentally and just for you personally, but also feel like you have some sort of responsibility or desire to stay and like fight for the state. Because like you said, it is your home state, but are you responsible? Like are the trans people of Florida responsible for saving it or do they have the capability of just leaving if it's not safe for them? It's like, a. I feel like it's kind of a hard battle to, to grapple with. Yeah. So it's, I, it, it makes me so mad, but here we are, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get through it. And like I said, we'll, I'll definitely discuss more at some point, but right now it's, it's definitely a really complicated time. And, um, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, I've been telling Emily too, like, is this like my forever home? I like, we don't know. So that's like one of the scariest things. Like, I hate the idea that my, my, the idea of me being able to settle down is dependent on like a fascist government. Like that is, I don't know. It feels like we're like otherworldly. I feel like I'm literally reading a history book, but it's like current. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to explain it. I get that. But yeah. So, but you know, I guess on a bright note, um, I'm trying to get a tattoo under my titties. Wait, really? <laughs> I found, yeah, I like found an artist and I really want to do it. Here, I'll, I'll show you guys. Wait. I'm like, That's a cute spot. I th- it's so like, cute. Like kind of on the side like, right, or like chest. right underneath. So like on my chest, but kind of going underneath my titties. Let me let me show you. I would do that um, too, but I don't really have any to begin with. So I don't know if it's, it would look the way that I desire. Okay. So I, I'm hoping the artist messages me back because for my birthday, I'm going to New York City for like um, – uh, Emily is, you know, giving that to me as a birthday present, um, and uh, I really like this. I don't, I don't know if I want to do it in color. I will send it to you. Oh, but like, that's I, a good spot. I want it. I want the artist to like rework it to be able to fit in like a, a pretty place. Not the, not the stuff on the side. Just the like blue with like the little berries. Mm. So I sent it to you. But um, I'm hoping the artist is able to respond and work with That's me because I, I think it would be so cute. Like just dainty, like very yeah. small, not like huge. That fits. So I feel like we'll that see. fits your tattoos. If it's the vibes. I know, right? Cute. We'll yeah. see. I just need a job. Are you hiring? <laughs> yeah, we are. But I keep telling you, like, if you are just about to give up, then I can probably get you a job. However, <laughs> I very strongly advise against, and this is for everyone. Oh. I have, I probably have some coworkers listening to this and they could probably even agree with me. <laughs> if insurance is not for the faint of heart because it's a lot of work, like it's so much work. And to be honest, the standard pay is much lower than it should be. So it feels like you're doing a lot for nothing, but it's like a stable, it's a stable job. You can grow into something. It is like, it's not a bad job. I'm just saying like, it's so much work, like so much work. So it's, it's frustrating. I haven't gotten a single interview and I've been, I've applied to, I I think I rounded it to, a hundred jobs and I haven't gotten a single interview. Um, I've been, you know, doing the cover letter thing. I've been truly, you know, going all out. I've been doing easy applies. Um, but every job has like a thousand applicants. Um, so if anyone's hiring or if you know any job openings or recruiters, uh, for learning and development positions, please reach out to me. Instructional design stuff. Um, I promise I'm, I'm pretty good. I mean, I'm I'm halfway done with my master's degree in education, educational technology, and I have a 4.0. Like, I'm killing it. And it sucks because, like, I feel like I have so much theory, so much knowledge, so much, like, input that I can bring to how, like, learning content 
is like established and developed because my last company did a really shit job at like the way that it produced its content for learners. And I just, I know that I, I'm really good at that. And I'm really good at like being an advocate for the learner. And I want to just be able to be put in a position, a good position for a good company. And I'm just, I'm really hoping that someone reaches out to me at some point. But it, I got like, I had a phone call with like a recruiter for a company. So it was like a pre-interview. And I was so tired because I was getting sick. And it was, and I, and I knew after that call, I was like, that was just a weird call. Like I, I just felt so weird. And then like the next day she like told me that they were moving on with other people. So I'm, I just need someone to like take, have faith in me because there's going to be a million other people who have referrals and they're like from, they know someone that knows someone that can get them in. And I just need someone to take a chance on me. And so like, that's the hardest part. So if anyone's hiring, please. Yeah. Honestly, same. (laughs) (laughs) I know you're applying to job. Well, Um, yeah. Anyways. Um, I mean, we're, I think, I think it's, I think everyone should always be looking and applying to jobs, even when you're at a company. I think it's important to always know what's out there and to just like, just to be a better advocate for yourself. Mm -hmm. So um, I think everyone should always just be applying, whether that's even to just like use it as leverage to get raises and stuff. So um, yeah, I think that's like the most important thing, but so um, yeah. Don't you love that? Don't you love work? No, I don't actually. <laughs> I think we were talking like a couple weeks ago, like how it's so frustrating that our ability to live life and like have experiences and buy things that we want is dependent on this one little position that you have. That you have to go to for 40 hours a week and that and how much you make from that depend like that is what determines how or what you can do. Like, that's so annoying. I've been having the worst Sunday scaries because, like, I feel so free on the weekend. I get to do what I want. And then I have to go back to work for five days in a row and be miserable. Like, it's rough. It's rough. I, like, I feel that. I just want to do something that I I feel, like, that I can tolerate. Like, I don't finish the day or I'm not on Sunday. I'm like, oh, I have to work tomorrow. But it's whatever. Like. I can get through it. Like, I don't want to be, mm-hmm. like, sobbing because I have to go to work the next day. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I get that. I think a lot of creative jobs are, are like, where that is. It really all comes down to management and how management makes you feel and if it's – and the, the amount of workload. But um, I do want to say, you know, I, you know, I think in terms of management, I just th- there was a thought that I had because we switched – Actually, I'm not going to specify who it was, but I feel like if you make it a point to say to people, I'm a cool manager, I'm like really laid back. So like you guys, like, don't worry, like you're not even going to notice that I'm like here. Keep an eye out on those bitches because those are the ones that are, in my experience, that are always up your asshole. Like it's the ones that say, I'm so laid back. It's like, I'm like your friend and you're not my friend you're not i i can feel you on that i'm not gonna say anything else on that but i will i do get that yeah i i think my overall feeling especially after getting laid off with was the immediate and i and i know that everyone from my work was trying to be nice to me but there were people that didn't get laid off or maybe had some sort of decision in the whole process they were like reaching out to me wanting to be like overly empathetic of my situation but to me it just felt very like narcissistic it felt very like I'm doing this for my own peace of mind but like I'm like you like I'm in a shitty situation I lost my job um I don't have health care um all this stuff is happening in Florida like you like like they put me in the most vulnerable position and so having people like reach out to me especially like describing like the type of boss you're talking about it felt very like a slap in the face like like this just feels like an ego thing for you. Um, but, you know, I, I do appreciate a lot of the kindness that I got from my coworkers. You know, I have amazing people giving me amazing referrals and like, I appreciate all of that. But some, some of the, 
some of the whole situation left me with a little bit of an ick. Yeah, because you're like, you don't even talk to me. Like, we've spoken once, and now you want to give me, like, a (laughs) 10-page paragraph about how you're going to miss me? Like, what do you mean? Mm -hmm. I just am so heartbroken because I I had the – the, I love like diversity, equity, inclusion, and I know you've like had passion in, about that, and like even wanting maybe a position like that in the future. And I, you know, did my my group, and I couldn't say bye to them. Like that was so fucked up to me. Like I had, I had established that whole like club, yeah. club, that whole um in network of people, and I had just had a meeting where like I did a lunch and learn, and I was able to get like I think forty people in there, which is a big turnout. And I was we we did a whole like history of Stonewall, and it was a very important thing. And I was we were talking about how exciting it was because um, we were going to do more things like that. And and I was just really I think at that, that moment I felt very accomplished in what we had got, like created in terms of a of an inclusion network. And then the next day, I literally ah it was so heartbreaking. You know, I'm processing it now, and I'm I'm a little bit better now. But definitely at the time, once it happened, I, I kept apologizing to Emily. I just felt like like it was my fault. And, you know, I think after letting it sit for a while and realizing it wasn't, I had nothing, it wasn't based off merit, but still it just was really, it's hard not to make, you know, not to feel like exactly. worthless because you don't have a job. Yeah. So it is what it is. Yeah. But again, it's their loss. I bet their <laughs> little PowerPoints now suck i bet they're ugly and they're not giving anyone any information and they're clunky and the transitions are horrible i hope that's what's happening to them i didn't say anything it was all from me i my last my company that i worked at was great they are amazing people but for me an amazing company according to gauge according to what gauge has told me what they did was really fun. From my up. own personal experience as and an outsider, that's what I believe. And yeah. I stand by it. And yeah, she and she does not like the company. Mm. What I'm saying is that the company is great. Yeah. So, I, you know, we agree. To You've said nothing but positive things about them. Like, personally. Agreed. So. Right. From your perspective, yeah. you think that without this is my essential asset. Not yours. Just mine. <laughs> <laughs> But from my perspective, I think they can do without me. <laughs> yeah, honestly. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Um, yeah. All right, I guess with that being said, um, do you have anything else to add for today? Um, no, I don't think so. I hope you guys liked my um, my wet hair look. I thought I was going to like show up like Kim Kardashian, you know, when she sh- went to the Met Gala and she had like her little slick hair. But it didn't yeah. give that. No, it, it was... No, it was it was it was giving. Something was given, but it wasn't what I wanted. <laughs> no, I liked it. No, genuinely. Thanks. I thought you looked you look slay. I'm here in a ponytail with like my weird. I washed my hair yesterday, but I went to the club, and so I feel like very like achy. The thing right about now. your hair is that if you pile it up like that, it looks it like so good. Like it just looks good like that. How it's do I like so it? serving. Is it serving it? I kind of like when it like looks like crazy in the back, because to me it's giving. It's probably it's giving unkept for sure. But I'm like, is it sort of grungy? No, it's very for me grungy. to like not look like I yeah. care. It it looks intentional. It doesn't look like disheveled in a way that like you don't care. <laughs> it's like intentional. Like I'm a cool girl. I'm so. I know, but so, sometimes I get like I get like dreads oh. back here, like they mat because I don't wash it, and so I have to like really. I, I don't. I do wash it. I wash it once a week, but I mean, like I don't brush it. Um, so I need to actually get better at brushing it because sometimes when I don't, I sleep on the back of my head and it yeah. like mats up. I get that. You should get a um, a a bonnet, like truthfully. I think so. It's like changing mm. my life. I know a lot of people recommend Especially it. if you have textured hair. You look yeah. like and it's I, a little bit look. embarrassing a little. Um, like when I'm when I put it on and I walk to the bedroom in the bathroom, I'm like avoiding <laughs> eye contact because I'm like, don't look at me. I'm gonna look pretty right now. 
yeah. But I've I've heard that like it's truly the best thing you can do for your hair. That's like my my issue is sleeping with my hair because I don't even have a silk pillowcase. Yeah. So it like yeah, I, I, I know that it could definitely be better. But yeah. So with that being said, thanks everyone for hanging out with us today. And Gage is going to Costco. I'm going to a business center, a business Costco. So like they sell, sell like things in like, Costco like sells in bulk, but they sell in bulk bulk. Like I can go get a jug oh, of fine. soy sauce. So it's like vending machine. Yeah, or like, like if you're, you're in like a, a restaurant like convenience store type of and Costco. you need like a lot oh, okay. of like sauce. Like it's literally like a pain oh, jug that. of soy sauce. Oh my god! Which I'm not getting. I, but like, I need that for hot sauce. <laughs> that's a little excessive, but I'm just kidding. If you find Weethans, buy me some. <laughs> I'll I'll ship them over. Your Weethans. Okay. Period. All right. Well, follow us everywhere, and you know, hopefully, we'll be back. I think I don't have anything coming up. Do you? Um, other than me going to Disneyland and Universal. <laughs> no, but I'm <laughs> sure we can still find some time. Maybe like. We'll we'll figure it out. Figure out. Yeah, I'm I'm comfortable with whatever you are. If we miss a week, we miss a week. We're living our lives. We are sure living. We're happy to be here. We're alive. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, I will see everyone later. Have a good one.